Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast. Hour one. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number is 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. If you want to be on the program, you can text Eric E R I C K to three three seven seven seven. Find all the links to the show notes, the live stream, the podcast, social media. Follow me on Instagram around the world, wherever you are. You can follow me. I want to go in the wayback machine, but first of all, today I, I got to tell you. Um, if I sound a little aggravated, I, I I think I finally got food in me, so I'm not hangry. But this is one of those days where it feels like the world has been in a conspiracy to waste my time. And finally here, the three hours of the day where, where I'm in charge, it feels like, usually. <laughs> Just, oh, what a day. Okay. All right. We, we got to begin. Um, I want to talk about COVID. It's been a while since we talked about COVID. There is now news out. And the news is actually of a greater importance than just COVID, but we should start with COVID. It turns out, do you know who apparently uh, patient zero was with COVID? A Wuhan lab scientist was the COVID lab leak patient zero. So it seems in February of 2020, After a New York Post op-ed said COVID-19 came from a lab leak, Facebook censored the story because independent fact-checkers said it was false news. Not only was it true, one of the fact-checkers actually had worked at the lab. Not only that, it turns out the Wuhan Institute of Virology conducted classified research, three previously unreleased State Department cables, obtained by U.S. right to know include new information about classified research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. One cable alleges evidence of connections between China's biotech sector and the People's Liberation Army, including cyber evidence of PLA shadow labs at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the PLA's involvement with the construction of the lab and the subsequent presence there, and uh, Wuhan lab personnel with possible army ties. A second cable appears to address the blurring of civilian and military research, a military-civil fusion in biotech, and a third cable details the ways in which Beijing authorities, rather than local apparatchiks, censored the spiraling pandemic in critical early days with devastating consequences. The cables were obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request. It appears from the data that the very first people to get sick or people at the Wuhan lab 
In fact, former Senators for Disease Control and Prevention Director Robert Redfield expressed concern in congressional testimony earlier this year about reports the Chinese military's top virologist began a pandemic response role at the Wuhan Institute. This is, this is a bigger issue than COVID, but before we get to that bigger issue, I want to play for you this exchange. This is Jerry Nadler, ranking Democrat in the House of Representatives. It protects against transmission of the disease to the next person, and the healthcare worker certainly ought to be required to be vaccinated. And when we have a pandemic, like COVID-19 pandemic that we had, Two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that because there was no vaccination available for two-year-olds. You got that? They should have been wearing masks. This is my friend Chip Roy, congressman from Texas, responding to Jerry Nadler. I want everybody in America to understand what they just heard from the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee in the United States House of Representatives. Your two-year-old should be forced to be masked. That is what the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee just said here on the floor of the House of Representatives, that the power of the government, the full power of the federal government, should be a part of ensuring and forcing your children, your two-year-old child, to be masked. We heard it yesterday when the Secretary of HHS refused, refused to actually answer that question. I want to tell you why the American press corps is going bankrupt. Almost every major media outlet in the nation is struggling. They're struggling because they not only picked a side, they picked a side that lies while saying the other side are the liars. They censored a story about the lab leak, and to this day, when more and more data comes out about the lab leaks, well, actually, not everybody agrees. Only two or three American government outlets know. Yes, they happen to be the ones with the expertise, but more of them say it wasn't so. We weren't wrong. You're racist. When the Hunter Biden laptop story came out, the American media collaborated on that. The American press corps relies on 20-something progressives whoring out links on social media, trying to generate rage clickbait to generate their revenue at this point because nobody believes them on the major stories of the day. You can't believe them. The data at this point overwhelmingly suggests suggests the Wuhan Institute of Virology was the source of the COVID leak. And neither CNN, nor MSNBC, nor the New York Times, nor the Washington Post, nor USA Today, none of their major editors, none of their publishers, none of their major newsroom anchors want to come out and say, hey, You know, I guess we probably got that wrong. They cannot admit it. They do not have the humility to be able to note they were pushing disinformation. They were pushing the wet market. And you know how racist it is that, that, oh, well, the Chinese, it wasn't a lab leak. It was the the backwater Chinese going to wet markets. That's the ticket. They were eating monkey brains. They don't have the humility to know it. They don't have the humility to admit it. 
Same with Hunter Biden. They have struggled to deal with the story since all of the major media outlets in America collaborated with Twitter to shut down the account of the New York Post, and it turns out the story was true. Even now, they work hard to minimize, mitigate, and dismiss the whole story. You can't trust the media on these things. Now, let's get to Jerry Nadler and Chip Roy. Here's the data we have on masking, and all of you will hate me and want to argue and quibble with it. The data actually suggests that masking in general in the beginning might have been effective against COVID, but the virus mutated over time, and masking wasn't going to ultimately work. If you read the detailed studies and data, the virus mutated over time and could survive in smaller and smaller particulate. It was one thing in the beginning where the COVID, vaccine, the COVID needed a, a larger bit of vapor particulate in order to survive, and that particulate gravity could take over. And while the mask wasn't necessarily trapping it, it was tending to be blown up or down, gravity would take it and pull it down. Over time, it becomes so small, if you read a lot of the research, and it could survive in smaller and smaller vapor particulate, it could penetrate a mask and float in the air, be taken up by someone else. But the bulk of it is, do you know where most of the transmissions of COVID came from? This is why masking wasn't going to work ultimately. When we look back on the data, the reason masking was proving to be ineffective and not working had everything to do with where people got COVID, and that was people got COVID surrounded by friends and family at small gatherings where people were not wearing masks. And you had the government bullies insisting that they wear masks in their homes in front of their kids, and it wasn't going to happen. On top of that, and more importantly, Small children were the least likely to develop symptoms, were the least likely to get it, and there was never, ever any evidence, ever. There has never been. I want to make this very, very clear and precise for everyone. Regardless of what you think about the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of masking for adults, there has never been any study or evidence to show that masking of two-year-olds and small children was effective. The only thing masking a child has been effective at is regressing their ability to interpersonally relate with people and understand speech and emotional cues from faces. The only thing masking did with kids is set children back. That's it. You have the chairman of the House Judiciary, or rather the ranking Democrat on the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, insisting that the government should have forced children to be in masks. Two-year-olds. This is the party that worships science as its God, completely being anti-science. And where is the media on all of this? The media is still covering the Wuhan lab leak or covering it up, refusing to acknowledge it, refusing to engage with it. You cannot trust the American press corps. They have picked so many sides and been on the wrong side of all of them. Look at the transgender issue. On CNN, 
which tries to be more fair, more balanced these days in the in the Chris Licht and post Chris Licht era. Every single news anchor there has picked the side of the transgender advocates and sees nothing wrong with it and thinks the rest of you are bullies and bigots for not wanting your daughters to have to compete against boys. The entirety of the public has turned against the issue, and yet on CNN, MSNBC, and the major news networks and the major newspapers, they're on the side of the bullies trying to cheat your daughters out of scholarships. And on COVID, they're on the side of the racists who think backwater Chinese people got it from a wet market monkey brain or, or some animal as opposed to the side of science, knowledge, and intelligence that says it came out of a lab. This is why the American media is going bankrupt. And this is why so many people no longer believe the things they hear. Because the media has collaborated with the censors against truth. They claim they're against disinformation and misinformation, and the media itself, the press of America, the press corps, has collaborated on seeding misinformation and disinformation when it is convenient to their side. Look at all of the people on CNN, including the FBI agents who are explicit and complicit in the screw-up, trying to say, no, 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 the Hillary Clinton story is completely different. No, it's not, and you know it's not, but you can't admit it because you've carried water for that woman for so long, and you yourselves are part of the problem when it came to the investigation, Andrew McCabe. A hundred years from now, anthropologists are going to study early 21st century American news, and it will become a master class on how you destroy people's trust in institutions of news and government and the press in general. And it will precede a lab in China. But the way the media reported COVID will come back to haunt them. Do you know an internal study at CNN? It was internal research at CNN. CNN wanted to study why it lost the trust of the American people. You know what the internal research project at CNN found? CNN's handling of COVID caused it to lose trust of the American people. And when Chris Licht brought that up to Tim Alberta in the Atlantic profile that was his ultimate undoing, Big profile, didn't go well for Chris Lick, the president of CNN. He got attacked by insiders at CNN for raising the issue of their COVID coverage. It wasn't Chris Licht raising it on his own. It was an actual internal report on how CNN lost the trust of the American people. And the people at CNN would rather turn on their president and knife him and get him gone than actually acknowledge that the way they covered COVID caused them to lose trust with the American people, letting the former president of Planned Parenthood be on television championing mask mandates and school shutdowns and the like and, and drive driving up people's fear on a virus where actually only a small percentage of Americans were going to die, uh, a, a, a virus that I myself had to take seriously given my wife's stage four lung cancer. But come on, people, there was a way to balance the coverage, but the fear sold and the fear undid everybody's credibility, including the credibility of the news media. You add into it the censoring of the Hunter Biden story. I don't know where these people get their credibility back, but they should start with trying to get some humility, which they will never do. 
Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists. Because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient, you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with Vision Support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them. Call 404-COMPUTE or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, if you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404-COMPUTE today. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Those of you all on the phones, be patient here because I went long in the last segment, so this is a short one. I do wish you all to know that you should say a prayer for me because I am now waiting for my tradition unlike any other which is the rejection letter from the Masters over losing the lottery for Masters tickets for the 24th year in a row. It really is a tradition like any other. Why do I even bother? You know you're going to get rejected, but you do it anyway. (laughs) But I'll go back. Um, My and Charlie's friend Rick and his dear wife took us to the Masters this past year, and we went on the day it was raining that Saturday and it was, I mean, it was cold and it was wet and I, I didn't even actually realize at the time that I had, I mean, I was hurting, like, I mean, it was awful pain and I, turns out I had a bone spur that was cracked uh, and I was just in pain the whole day Um, and wound up actually damaging both feet from the exercise, but it was so worth it. It was, I mean, it really is just an amazing, amazing, amazing place. And um, wow, I want to go back. It's like a drug. You, you, you've tasted it once, and on a day the weather was terrible. So now I want to go back and see what is it like on a good day at the Masters. I want to go to Brinkman's or whatever the, the, the corner is. I want to get into that place. That's my goal. Now, for now, my goal is to get you to go to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric is the website. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT. What is it? Cell phone provider. Yep, cell phone company. You can transfer your service to a non-woke cell phone provider that shares your values and then takes its profits and uses them to fund the causes you care about, including battling the wokes on school boards around the country. That's what they do. It's their business model to deprive themselves of massive profits. Uh, They take the profits they have fund the company, and then pour the rest back into fighting for the conservative movement. Such a great model. You get guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers everybody else is already using, and then they take their profits and fund your causes. The First Amendment, Second Amendment, life movement, conservative movement, veterans, first responders, conservative candidates against woke school board members. They do it all, but they need your help. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT, 100% U.S.-based customer service. You can take your existing phone number, port it to Patriot Mobile without losing a beat. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. I have an important matter. I have been negligent. I've actually just been so super busy 
that uh, I skipped over it unremarked on the radio. And now to annoy him as his birthday present, uh, my buddy David Cannon, it was his birthday the other day. And I, I, I do this deliberately because <laughs> his phone is going to melt down that I mentioned him on the show. He's the official photographer for the for the gathering in August. He's a, a great friend who got me to fly fishing. And um, he owes me a trip to fly fish. Um, but among other things, happy birthday, man. Sorry I missed you the other day. Uh, okay, uh, I, I got I to gotta talk about, well, the left-wing freak out over how do I want to do Okay, yeah, I'm going to do it this way. Um, can, can I just, can I give you a, pr- a primer? I know some people say primer. It's a primer. Real people say primer. The founders of this country had some pretty brilliant ideas. They were actually far smarter than us on a lot of things and and were very deliberate um, in how they decided they wanted to structure the government of the United States. They actually put a lot of thought into it. What you have to understand about the founders is that unlike you and me, They had faced a war where they had to die for their beliefs. Not a single one of you listening right now has had to die because you put your name on a piece of paper that said, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. And they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. None of you, if you were to write that down and sign your name, would risk death. They did. Now, one of the things you have to understand about the founding of the United States of America that that should drive all these things home for you is that most historians are willing to admit, regardless of their political beliefs, Most historians are willing to acknowledge the American Revolution was one of the very few conservative revolutions. Now, take your political ideology out of it. When I use the word conservative, I don't mean right-wing, I don't mean Trumpian, I, I, I don't mean any of the things you're probably implying in the word conservative. What historians mean by that is that the American Revolution was fought because the founders believed they were fighting for something they thought was already theirs. Contrast that with the Russian Revolution. Contrast that with the English Revolution or Civil War. Contrast that with the French Revolution. Those, particularly the French and the the, the Russian revolutions, were the people wanted something brand new. The people wanted to throw off the shackles of the ancient regime. They wanted something brand new. They wanted to build a new world. The American revolutionaries did not want to build a new world. They wanted what they thought was already theirs and already existed. You see, the grandfathers of the American revolutionaries had fought in the English Civil War, the Glorious Revolution. I guess it wasn't actually the English Civil War that was Cromwell. The Glorious Revolution was when they chased James II off the throne and they brought William and Mary in. The grandfathers and great-grandfathers of the American revolutionaries had fought in the Glorious Revolution. 
the glorious revolution. They chased James II off the throne. No one died. The glorious revolution established what? The English Bill of Rights, establishing the primacy of parliament and guaranteed rights, not just of the lords like the Magna Carta did, but of Englishmen in general. In fact, of British subjects. And the American revolutionaries considered themselves Englishmen. And it was only in 1773, 4, 5, 6 that it started dawning on them. They considered themselves English. Their grandfathers and great-grandfathers had died for the Glorious Revolution and the English Bill of Rights. But the British Parliament considered them second-class colonists, not even citizens. And so, therefore, deprived them of their rights of representation in Parliament and other things. And they revolted. Now, the left is doing a very good job of polluting this history that is accurate with their 1619 project and, and the fabulous Nicole Hannah-Jones and her racist revisions of America because she hates it into something about preserving slavery. None of that is actually true. In fact, several of the colonies, including Vermont, were banning slavery well before uh, Britain ever did. And in fact, were writing about it in the run-up to the revolution. And even Thomas Jefferson acknowledged that they were going to have to deal with slavery because slavery as an institution was bad, but they needed to beat the British first. Now, our founders did not live up to their expectations. They did not create a perfect union, but a more perfect union. And we have always been perpetually striving for an even more perfect union. The sins of today are not the sins of yesterday. The sins of yesterday are not the sins of 50 years ago or 100 years ago. We're always striving to be better. That's part of Tim Scott's idea when he runs for president is don't say America is a systemically racist nation. At one point, we were a nation founded on slavery and, and, and that embraced racism. We have pushed that aside. We fought a civil war. Men shed blood on a battlefield. They died to make men free. We went through the civil rights movement. We now have a, a black president, a black vice president. We have black senators who are Republicans from the South. We have made great progress in this country. Do not be so intent on the invested narrative of racism that you cannot acknowledge that we are the best country. We have made great strides. We are always in search of a more perfect union. When we got through the revolution, the founders set up the Articles of Confederation. It was a rush job to put a government together, and it started to collapse under its own weight, a requirement of unanimity, among other issues. Volunteer commissions from states for tax revenue purposes for the, the federal government. So they sat down to amend the Articles of Confederation and instead had a constitutional convention. And they put a lot of thought and deliberation into that document. One of their ideas was checks and balances. You would have the legislative. Now, a lot of people say there are three co-equal branches. That's not really true. They ordered the branches in terms of most powerful to least powerful, each having checks and balances on the other, but Congress was supreme. Congress the legislative branch is Article 1 because it is the governing body of the people. And the executive was number two because the executive is the 
uh, carrier out of the will of Congress. The executive was almost a ministerial position modeled on George Washington, who took the things that the, the Continental Congresses said and did. George Washington, you should note today, this is the anniversary of George Washington being chosen by the Continental Congress to lead the Revolutionary Army. So we have three branches of government. We have the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. Some say the media is a fourth branch. It's not. And we also have these weird quasi-legislative, quasi-independent agencies, like the, the Federal Communications Commission, the FCC, that oversees radio and television and the like, or the FAA that oversees aviation. We have these weird quasi-legislative, uh, quasi-executive groups. But according to Supreme Court precedent, they are within the executive branch of government. They are executive. They are administrative agencies. They carry out the will of Congress. They have some power to write regulation. They don't have the power to write law. Congress can take their power away at any time. The president can fire their heads. They are within the executive branch. I give you this lecture because of a left-wing freakout today in the Washington Post, or rather the New York Times. The headline is, The Radical Strategy. The radical strategy behind Trump's promise to go after Biden. The subtitle is this. Conservatives with close ties to Donald J. Trump are laying out a paradigm-shifting legal rationale to erase the Justice Department's independence from the president. That's the freakout today from the left, completely ignorant of the American Constitution. If you look at the Constitution of the United States, you have the first three articles divide government between the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. There is no justice department in the Constitution. There is none. What there is is Article 2, Section 2. The president shall be commander-in-chief of the Army and Navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called into the actual service of the United States. He may require the opinion in writing of the principal officer of each of the executive departments upon any subject related to the duties of their respective offices, and he shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States. He shall have the power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties, provided two-thirds of the senators present concur, and he shall nominate and by and with the advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint ambassadors, other public ministers and councils, judges of the Supreme Court, and all other officers of the United States whose appointments are not herein otherwise provided for, and shall be established by law. But the Congress may by law vest the appointment of such inferior officers as they think proper in the president alone in the courts of law or in the heads of departments. Curious. This thing about departments. Very curious, is it not? What are these departments? 
Well, these departments are the executive departments of government. The executive power. This is Article 2, Section 1, the very beginning of the second article of the Constitution. The executive power shall be vested in a president of the United States of America. So then you go to Article 2, Section 2, and you find that the president shall pick the principal officers of each of the executive departments. You have all of the executive power in one man and then executive departments for which he picks the people in charge and delegates. And guess what? The Department of Justice is one of those executive departments. The Department of Justice is a cabinet-level office, and by being a cabinet-level office, it is under the charge of the President of the United States. The New York Times and the left are melting down about this idea that somehow Donald Trump will eradicate the independence of the Justice Department. The Justice Department being independent is a fiction. The Justice Department is presided over by an attorney general who is a direct report to the President of the United States who can fire that person at will at any time. You may not like the structure of the federal government, but that is the structure of the federal government until the Constitution is amended to take the Department of Justice outside the command and control of the President of the United States. You may not like that, but that is the truth. And if you are on the left freaking out about this, well, look at what Obama did by weaponizing the IRS against conservatives. Look at Joe Biden even now weaponizing the Department or the Office of Civil rights inside the Justice Department targeting conservatives, conservative parents, conservative schools, investigating parents, prosecuting parents. The left has already weaponized the Department of Justice. All the right is saying is gloves are off. We're going to get rid of this whole sham of an independent Department of Justice too. And the left is freaked out about it. Old Donald Trump and Jeffrey Clark, who is advancing the idea, and my friend Russ Vogt advancing the idea, are saying is that, you know what? We're going to treat the Justice Department exactly as the Democrats treat the Justice Department. And the left is having a meltdown. And that should tell you every single thing about why the next Republican president, whoever it is, should listen to Russ Vogt and Jeff Clark and treat the Justice Department exactly as the founders intended. A department underneath the command and control of the President of the United States, not some sort of independent body. That is a constitutional legal fiction, and it is best we get rid of it on the right because the left has already gotten rid of it on their side. Look at how Merrick Garland operates every day. Now, we must move on. One of the individual groups out there that is fighting all these fronts is Americans for Prosperity. They are in particular fighting for limited government. Why? Because as I mentioned, the Department of Justice, it is a legal fiction to say it's somehow independent of the president. Constitutionally, it's not. And so the best way to fight the Justice Department is to gut the Justice Department and get rid of all the federal overreach that's out there. Limited government is the best government for free markets and free people, and that's what AFP is committed to. And you can join them and be committed to it as well by going to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. 
americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. They will teach you how to be a conservative trench warrior fighting for free markets and free people in your own states. At your local level, they'll give you the tips. They'll give you the tools. They'll give you all of the intellectual firepower to make the case, and they will help you on the ground advance the cause of free markets and free people. That's why I partner with AFP. They are so good at this. They are highly effective. They want you on their side. Go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. All right, going to squeeze in a phone call here. This hour brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Check them out, firstlibertyga.com. If you need your business to grow, need access to capital, other lenders giving you the runaround, firstlibertyga.com. Talk to First Liberty, see if they can help you. Ron, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Thanks for being patient. Oh, you're welcome, Eric. I love love your program and love your message. Uh, very quickly, I'm 74 years old, but I'm bed bound. What oh could I do? Well, it's <laughs> strange neurological disease most people have never heard of called CIDP, which is a lot of my frustration, but that's not why I called. Uh, I am at a loss of what I can do in some way to help people like you correct the problems that we've got going on in the country right now that your rant was all about earlier. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, um, there actually are a couple of things that you can choose to do. Uh, one is, you know, those of us in, in my position, or just let take me out of it. Let, let's not talk about me. Let, let's talk about a Fox News, for example. Um, what one of the things the left does is they go after Fox's advertisers constantly. So uh, you you support the people who advertise on a Newsmax or a Fox News, but more importantly, you watch them. Uh, and if you're over a cable service, it's it's fairly easy for them to track what's getting watched. You, you turn off the bad guys and turn on the good guys. Uh, turn on the news you want. To, now you, there's a caveat here, though, Ron, and that is that some of these news outlets are trying to tickle your ears and not really tell you the truth. And that's one of my big frustrations about all of them is how many just like, you know, for example, I get called a moderate a lot these days, uh, though I'm not. But the reason I do when you pro people on it is because I'm willing to give you a, a fair view of what the other side believes. And I guess that makes you a moderate when you're willing to say, hey, here's what the other side thinks. Here's what I think. I mean, I'm a gun-toting, Bible-thumping conservative, but nonetheless, um, I'm willing to at least honestly explain the other side. But support the good guys and turn off the bad guys. Support the advertisers who support the good guys as well. They do pay attention to that. Money speaks volumes. When you're not buying Bud Light, you're buying something else. Anheuser-Busch pays attention to that. When you don't go to Target, they do too. Your money speaks volumes where you choose to support and spend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.